You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. All right, welcome back to the Full Steam Ahead podcast, a podcast about Purdue. We are back again, part three here with Tony and Kelly Trent. Well, this episode, we will be talking about the Tyler Trent book, The Upset, Life, Sports, Death, and the Legacy We Leave in the Middle. Um, jump right into it, talking about mm-hmm. the book. This was Tyler's dream to write this. It was. It was, uh, you know, when when cancer came back the second time, um, uh, Tyler always said, you know, it would be fun to write a book about my journey, and, and, uh, and he did write... Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things throughout the journey, um, but it was Tyler's dream to make this happen, and um, and and he got to see um, some of the reality before he passed away. He got to see the, what the the jacket looked like, and and obviously he was involved with asking uh, Scott Van Pelt to to write the foreword, and that was his decision, um, and. Uh, and then uh, Drew Brees wrote mm-hmm. the afterward, and um, and so uh, and then all the endorsements that that part of those were his wishes, and mm-hmm. and then some of them were um, what I put together after he passed away. So <clears throat> that was the first question I was going to ask. Just getting the book in the mail and opening it up, mm-hmm. reading the front and the back book jacket, and then the first part with all the uh, encouraging, kind mm-hmm. um, comments from just people all over the globe, from the vice president to people associated with Purdue, to ESPN, to Disney, um, and his doctor. Your response when you, you, you read all those people that wanted to, to write something about Tyler. Well, you know, it was neat for me because I didn't know, I wasn't, Tony really gets all the credit for really pulling this together, but, so I didn't know who all had written in, so it was it was fun for me to read it as a truly seeing it for the first time. Um, and it's just so humbling and so overwhelming. And one of those things you just can't, or for me as his mom, I, I can't read through it just one time. You know, I have to take breaks, honestly. And I mean, we, we read the whole thing as we edited through things, but um, yeah, it's, it's very, it's beautiful. Yeah. Starting with the forward, Scott Van Pelt's involvement yeah. in writing the forward. Yeah, I just thought Scott did a beautiful job. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I I remember reading it for the first mm-hmm. time when he emailed it to me, and and I, I I just thought to myself, you know, God couldn't have picked a better person mm-hmm. to write the the forward than Scott, and uh, and uh, he just did an amazing job, and and uh, we're we're grateful and thankful for him uh, to take the time to do that. Yeah. So and I think it's worth noting that he. Um, when he left Tyler's memorial service, he turned his phone off and wrote, wrote, wrote that on the plane on the way home. So that's where it yeah. came to be. And Scott was very impacted by Tyler, and they, they their relationship grew really, really quick. And uh, he, when he came to the celebration of life, we invited him to come in with the family before the, the service actually started, and, and he just he couldn't stop crying. Um, and and so, uh, the, you know, we can't. And then there's Adrian Wojnarowski that, as well, has just been amazing to Tyler and my family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he texts me every other week still today, um, asking how we're doing. And 
there's anything he could do for us. And he's going to be involved, I think, with our golf outing this fall. We're going to do a golf outing uh, to raise money for Tyler's um, foundation. And I think we're going to uh, maybe uh, auction off a day you can spend with Adrian at the ESPN Corporate Center. So we'll see what happens with that. We're excited to have that happen. But, um, yeah, we're just we're excited to see where God takes the book and, you know, how much money we can raise um, uh, from from doing the book, we self-published it. When I say self-published, we uh, Kelly and I had to do the investment for the book, and it's a, it was a significant amount of money. Um, but we just felt like to get the book to market super quick, that was the only way it would happen. So that's what we chose to do. Scott mentioned, and you kind of alluded to this in the previous podcast, but it was, it was no accident. Mm-hmm. Scott and Tyler connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was no accident, and you know. I was grateful that Scott had him on the show, and that and was just, a highlight for sure. At the highlight, call. yeah, for Tyler, yeah. he just that was his dream, mm-hmm. and we we learned a lot about Tyler in the book. To be <laughs> honest with you, um, I mean, in chapter one, he talks about "You Are My Sunshine." Um, didn't didn't even know that until he started writing that chapter, mm-hmm. and um, and then then we sang the song in his celebration of life. Mm-hmm. But we I, we didn't know that until we re- we read it. And then we learned that you know Tyler used to sneak down <laughs> in, in his the rebellion mid- in the middle of the his night to watch thing. to watch Scott's show, and I I didn't even no I'm sorry and Scott. Adrian too and TNT like Ernie Johnson like all yeah. of those like which I laugh I'm like I'll take that rebellion any day are you kidding me like that's you know yeah. but he used to sneak down to watch all these guys and so we yeah we learned didn't that know out who this any of those guys were sorry sorry guys but I know um, you know Tyler. we're we're old and in bed at that time. <laughs> So, and, and of course we've grown to love them, you know, so yeah. much, all of them. Yeah. I mean, the bet he got to make with Scott Van Pelt on, mm-hmm. on the Sports Center episode, mm-hmm. and that you know, kudos to Scott for for going it's through with awesome. it. After, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Kudos to Purdue for winning that game. Yeah, so, that's yeah. right. So we had to see Scott with a P on the side of his head. And oh my gosh, that show yes. was so powerful the way he ended it yes. that evening. Yes. Um, they're just, gosh, uh, you know, an incredible job that he did with that. It really just brought so many, you know, so much, so such a big smile to Tyler's face. All of it, like it just made him so happy, and he just loved it. And in fact, we um, we were on the earlier podcast. We were talking about the Disney Spirit Award, and as we were sitting, you know, in the audience, Tyler's checking his phone to see what the oh, Purdue right. Minnesota score was to see what was going to happen with the bet. And Maryland. He, Maryland. Or excuse Maryland. me, Maryland. I'm like, wait. Yeah, I'm sorry, Maryland. <laughs> My bad. Um, but um, yeah, so he said, Dad, Scott's going to have to pay up. <laughs> so yeah. That's awesome. Um, talk about the logistics. I mean, you said it was self published. How, how long did it, this take to, to put together? Um, we started in uh, November with. Uh, some of the interviews we we had a cl- we had a collaborator that we worked with John Driver, um, and so really a lot some you know most people don't know this but um, there was an, a, a gentleman uh, from our church uh, Scott McCaulgan, uh, and when Tyler was diagnosed the second time reached out to Tyler and our family and said I just feel like that God wants me to start videoing. Uh, Tyler's life. His journey with cancer. And so on every major event, he was there. And so two, we have two years of video coverage with Tyler. 
And so we use that with that in combination of all the ESPN coverage with what Tyler had written and with uh, two days of interviewing. Um, audio, audio interviewing, yeah, for all of our and family. And numerous phone calls mm -hmm. um, and reading it three times and we, we put the book together, which is really unheard of. Um, we literally put the book together in a little over three months. Mm -hmm. And most of the time when you publish a book, it takes well over a year. Wow. So we were really happy with that. Right, yeah. I kind of noted down two of my favorite things that have stuck out so far. I just mm -hmm. want to get your you know, reaction to them. One of them was uh, Tyler's words. He said, I believe this is one of the first chapters, if not the first. And this is something we kind of heard a lot from Tyler, I think, uh, this fall. And he said, for me, the best part is that even if I lose, I will win. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will pass away someday, but my legacy and yours can't continue forever because there is a greater, higher story being written mm -hmm. if you just know where to look for it. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Oh no, he, he often said, I win either way. You know, either, mm -hmm. and he watched his grandpa pass from cancer and live that out too. And I think that was helpful um, for him to see, you know, how Grandpa Campbell handled that. And, um, but yeah, so he, I th and I think he genuinely thought, you know, he really, he knew that, he felt that. And yeah, he, he believed it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so, really, I mean, for Kelly and I, we believe that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, obviously we, we loved our son mm -hmm. um, more than you could imagine and Kelly and I prayed um, uh, a lot uh, that God would do something with Tyler's life in terms of healing him or use the doctors to heal him and we fully believe that God does that still today. Um, he just chose not to do that with Tyler and I think the bigger miracle is that, you know, Tyler prayed that God would use his life. <clears throat> To, um, to matter, and I think that's the greater miracle here with, with Tyler's legacy. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, um, you know, we, we all die, and, um, and we just you know, need to know where, where we're going when we, when we do die. And, and so um, uh, that's, that was Tyler's wish, just to, one of the reasons why he wanted to write the book was to, you know, share his faith with others, so. <clears throat> One of the other things that stood out to me, Tony, I think you, these are your words, um, shortly after you are talking about how um, the game, they changed IU sucks, the cancer sucks, and you had told Tyler that was uh, for him. Mm -hmm. And talking about people reaching out to you, you say, people have no idea how a kind gesture or an encouraging word can make all the difference between feeling like you can't make it another day or surviving to see tomorrow. This is the incredible power of a loving community can have on a suffering family. Sure, people's kind words can't change our situation. Cancer has been our reality, but people's kindness can change the way we are dealing with our situation for at least one moment. Mm -hmm. People reaching out to you and just offering yeah. kind words. Talk about the significance yeah, of that. Yeah, it is, it is huge. And you know, when you go through something hard like this, you wonder, um, people, treat you with loving kindness in a way if they understand what you're going through and you you wish that people's behavior was like that including my own you know I'm, I'm guilty I'm speaking to myself here that our, our behavior could be like that all the time um, and that we we could offer encouragement to other people that are going through hard things and again that's one of the other reasons we wrote the book is we wanted to 
um, bring hope to people um, that are going through their upset because we all go through upsets. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was another reason why we wanted to, to write the book. But that is so, so true, Adam, that, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, as a parent, um, you get to a spot where you just can't handle another negative thing. It, it, you just feel like you are going to have a mental breakdown if you have one more negative thing happen. And believe it or not, when that person says something kind and encouraging to you, how that lifts you out of that spot. So we're, we're grateful for those people. I recently uh, shared a blog post with you. One of my friends is going through uh, chemo right now for cancer. Mm -hmm. And just your reaction to the, this statement in his blog says, once I was diagnosed with cancer, I felt an immediate admiration and deep connection and thankfulness for Tyler. And um, my friend, he's a pretty graduate as well, uh, for Tyler and the life he had lived. I admired his courage to be in the face of death. I admire his will to fight to the end. I admire his positive attitude, even in the bleakest of moments. I admire his strength to continue to support Purdue as the best Purdue fan ever while his body was failing him. He set Tyler set a bar high on how to live while fighting cancer. Yeah, I think Tyler set the bar high on how to live, period. Um, and I, I don't say that just because he's my son. I, I say that because I ask myself um, when I'm having a hard day, when I'm going through something hard, is this the way Tyler would have handled this? Um, and then we've had people like reach out to us and say, the reason why I bought the bobblehead is just so I could see it every day and ask myself, am I living like Tyler lived? And, you know, at first when he passed away on January 1st, we were, we were like, oh my gosh, we have to remember every January 1st um, by having such a hard thing come into our life. And then we realized that we can ask ourselves this question, you know, are we living our life like Tyler lived his life? And how can I do it differently as my New Year's resolution? And so um, we just feel even in God's mercy and grace on the day that he passed away, God was doing something even in the day um, that, in which he passed away. And, um, and it brings a lot of remembrance to those people you know, that knew Tyler and knew his life every January 1, they're going to remember this is the day that Tyler passed away. And um, and so even in, we believe in even God's grace and mercy that that was true for that day. The book is filled with a lot of alternating between Tyler's story and your guys' stories in this journey. Um, also with um, a letter from a Blake, right, yeah. an essay by Blake. Mm -hmm. yeah. How important was that for him to, to include that in there? Um, I think it was important for all three of us. Well, in Tyler, I should include Tyler as well, but like for us to allow Blake to have a voice um, in it, he continues, he, he's our quiet one. He uh, writes beautifully. And, you know, I didn't even read it. Like he wrote it and he sent it off to the collaborator before I ever even read it. So we didn't know what, yeah. what he was going to, I mean, I knew the, I knew he was willing to share what he'd gone through. Um, and I won't ruin it for everyone, but he, you know, obviously had a very, very hard time. And um, what, after it was written and we'd had someone edit it for us and read through it, he said, you know, I'm, I'm, as long as you guys are okay with what he wrote, I'm okay with it. But just make sure Blake understands this is a very adult decision, him putting this out there. 
And so we took that to Blake and said, look, we support you 100%. We're, we're behind your story. If you want to share it, share what you went through and choices you made, you know, that's fine with us. But just make sure you're okay with that. And get, he prayed for it. For about 24 hours, he prayed about it. And he came back and just said, you know what? If it helps one person understand, I don't care who knows. Mm-hmm. And so we fully supported him. You know, it's part of his testimony in life and what God used and how he used it. And But it's powerful. I mean, I don't... I think it's a pretty powerful essay, um, and it really, um, Blake did a beautiful job with it, and he was very vulnerable. Yeah, I've had several people say um, to us that, uh, hey, uh, before I started the book, I went and read what Blake had to say first before I even started the book. And uh, I, I think that's really encouraging to Blake to when mm-hmm. he hears that, um, cause, because like Kelly said, he's, he's the quiet one, he's reserved, and sometimes when that happens, he gets put on the shelf, um, especially when we're at social events and he just doesn't want the spotlight. He doesn't want to talk about anything. He does better one-on-one relationships. And uh, I, so I think that means a lot to Blake when he mm-hmm. hears that. Yeah. And then to have Drew Brees, one of the biggest names <laughs> in, in Purdue history, write the afterword and your reaction or oh. that, that he wanted to be a part of that. Uh, we're just, we're so grateful to Drew and, um, you know, he sent, sent Tyler a couple messages mm-hmm. and signed Jersey as well. And and uh, uh, we, we're just grateful that he would do that for, for our family yeah. and for Tyler. And, yeah. and Drew's such a great guy. He is. Yeah, he is. And I, I think, you know, the book was just a little late in getting out because, honestly, we were waiting for his, his part. But what was so special about that was he was, you know, the end of the Super Bowl, he was had time with his family. He wanted to write it himself. Like he's like, I'm not gonna have someone else write it and me just sign off on it. So we waited, which is, and it did stall the book a little bit, which is fine. It was worth it, but mm-hmm. that said, you know, that speaks to who he is. He didn't want someone else writing it for him. Yeah, and Adam, you mentioned a little bit earlier about how the book is really, it's about, you know, Tyler's life, but there's also some things in there that Kelly and I contribute to the book and. The book probably would have looked different if Tyler were alive and he wanted to, to finish the book. Um, but because he, he passed away, we wanted to, uh, as I mentioned earlier, one of the reasons, there's five reasons why we wrote the book. And one of the reasons is that we wanted other families to get hope from reading the book um, when they go through difficult things. So that's why we changed that up a little bit. Yeah. And so. Now, if I may share the other four reasons. Um, so we're going to continue Tyler's legacy. Um, you know, ultimately, Tyler's dream and hope was that, you know, his life would continue on after he passed away. Tyler wanted, and it was really important to Tyler, that he could raise money through the book for pediatric cancer research and then and in, and bring awareness to pediatric cancer research. And then the last thing, I think I mentioned this earlier, but um, the last thing is to share his faith. And so those are the five reasons why we uh, we decided to do the book. Book's been out uh, various, about a couple of weeks, depending on when people received it right. now, the reactions you've been getting from people. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we've gotten a lot of positive reaction. Um, and we've gotten letters and from people, uh, people tweeting out, uh, Facebook uh, responses back. Um, we've sold, I believe, close to 12,000 copies. 
um, and we haven't hit it. We haven't even released the book yet. So everybody who got the book um, got a pre-release um, via Tyler's website, and we did that because we wanted to, to maximize the amount of dollars we could get from the book. Just because, like I said, um, it costs a lot of money to put the book together, and then uh, so it officially releases on May 21st. Um, so. Um, it'll be available in every avenue at that, that, at that point in time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and touch on the five reasons for it. What, <clears throat> what do you hope people get from reading this book? Um. <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll share a story. So I got, we got a letter in the mail yesterday from a gentleman who um, started going to our church, College Park, just as Tyler's story really started to break this past fall and started following Tyler and got the book and read it and wrote us a letter and I mean a full page letter kind of started off that this was just as much for him writing it as it was for us he didn't even know if we'd read it and see it but he wanted us to know that the book and what was written in the book restored his faith it brought him back to an understanding of who God was and why he needed to depend on him and rely on him and that it literally like changed the course of his life and those are the things that we hope it can do, whether that just bring, give you strength, inspiration, faith, encouragement, reality too. You know, it, it talks a lot about what people didn't understand behind the scene. And that kind of touches to what the other families who do understand what this journey is like, that they could be encouraged by it because it's, it, it's raw. It's, it's really raw and vulnerable. And like I said, there's a there's a whole lot people don't see, and, and you're going to find that out in the book. And and it can be, I mean, their elements can be hard to read, but it's 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 truthful. Yeah, and then just to add one other mm -hmm. thing uh, that the, the gentleman covered oh. um, was that he had to take care of his ailing parents, and in the process of doing that, um, he had he lost faith mm -hmm. uh, because the journey is hard. Mm -hmm. um, when you have to take care of someone and they rely totally on you and when I say rely totally on you I mean rely totally on you on every aspect of their life um, and so again not only did it bring or restore his faith but it also gave him hope again and, and encouraged him so those are the things that we hope that people take away from the story is that um, they somehow can relate it back to their journey in life and maybe put their their name in the book somewhere. Mm -hmm. They're and, upset, yeah. Yeah, they're upset and, uh, and, 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 and get great encouragement and hope from it. Awesome. All right, tell them where to get it. Yeah, oh yeah. You want to get it right now? Yeah. yeah. So you can purchase the book right now at tylertrentbook.com. Again, that is tylertrentbook.com. <laughs> and they'll ship it directly to you and you, you'll get it in like three or four days. Or as I mentioned earlier, you can uh, uh, order the book uh, and get it on any major books, borders, Amazon, wherever you purchase your books uh, after um, uh, May 21st. And on a lighter note, Tony, there's a, a killer picture of you with a uh, killer goatee. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Um, Twitter handles at Tyler, at the, chi excuse me, sorry, at the Tyler Trent, at Tony Trent. One zero and at kat nine seven ninety eight. Those are your guys' Twitter handles. I noticed that Tyler Trent's tw Twitter continues to go. Are you yeah. guys running that? And why was that important for you guys to 
carry on. We are, and and I did go in, and the mem one tried to explain, to, you know, to people, because that can be a little strange, you know, to hear from, you know, to think. So I tried to ex hopefully explain that in a little description area that you get that we were um, taking care of that. But, you know, honestly, it's a wonderful tool to keep his story alive and um, relevant because he has a whole lot more followers than we do. That's the honest truth, yeah. you know. So just an avenue to just keep generating um, just that people would remember him and just um, to communicate, a, a way to communicate our thanks to people because mm -hmm. um, he, he really has the avenue for us to be able to thank everyone. We don't. So. Yeah, I, I just uh, reiterate what Kelly said and and it's a way of uh, our, our family being grateful to mm -hmm. all those thousands and thousands of people mm -hmm. that follow Tyler because mm -hmm. uh, uh, he does have... Uh, Several thousand people follow him versus our couple thousand. So, <laughs> um, so it's a, just a way of communicating to those people. Right. And believe it or not, people still communicate to him. They do. With the with Twitter, they're always doing at the Tyler Trent all the time, and so yeah, it's, um, it's something to manage. Yeah. I mean, it so is. Kelly does a great job uh, trying to take care of that for us. If you're willing to humor me, I just want to wrap this up with. A, what I call a rapid fire questions, a Purdue edition. Just uh, the first word or phrase that kind of comes to mind as I th throw these out at you, if you don't mind. Oh boy. Um, President Daniels. Uh, an amazing guy, great leader, uh, an excellent asset to Purdue. Yeah, integrity. Yeah. Matt Painter. Um, yeah, I remember him as a, a, a player when I was at Purdue, so it's still always hard for, for me to see him as a coach, but I think he's doing a fantastic job. I'm excited job. about Matt Painter and sticking yeah, around. Yeah. He's a young guy. He has a lot yeah. of years left. Yeah. I hope he stays there. Another Matt, Matt Rector. Oh, I love Matt Rector. Yeah. He's just special. He's a special guy. Yeah. He, uh, he's the behind-the-scenes behind guy that actually runs the program. And has a heart of gold. He does. Ryan Kerrigan. We don't know Ryan super well. Um, I haven't actually officially talked to him. I did ask him to be a part of uh, Tyler's golf outing. Um, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> yeah. He just had a newborn child. Um, but what he has done for Tyler um, and sending him his jersey that was unwashed right um, off the, right off his back and pop it in the mail. Well, and, there was just an element of it being really extra special because yeah. it was so unexpected and yeah. we'd have no connection whatsoever. So it really came out of the blue. And just showed up. Juwan Bentley. Juwan, yeah, he's a guy that uh, didn't know super well, but he totally took Tyler under his wing. Uh, at Purdue, and after he was co-captain with with Juan, um, they 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 mm -hmm. uh, text back and forth, and so I thought he uh, we were grateful for He's what Juan big, did. He was a big encourager for Tyler. Yeah. yeah. Elijah Sindelar. I'm excited to see what he's going to do for the next two years, right? Yeah. <laughs> Extra year of eligibility. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've never met a man who's more of a talented athlete um, in all sports. Believe it or not, he can play baseball really, really well. <laughs> He and could have he's equally got a baseball scholarship. Yeah, he's an extremely smart guy. Mm -hmm. um, so don't know him as well. He's more reserved and quiet than David. Um, but I'm excited to, to form a relationship with him. I'm sure we'll have other conversations with him. David Blau. 
Well, we kind of covered that in podcast <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. um, he is like family. He really family. is. That's the word. Um, and his mom, Luann, has was you know text Kelly multiple times before we even really got to know David. Right. Um, just because she's a cancer survivor and. And uh, I remember the first time we got to meet her at one of the football games. And uh, well, I he, he is like. I her weekly now. I mean, I just talked to her yesterday on the phone. Yeah. He is like family. Yeah. Um, and he always has a place to stay with us when he comes mm-hmm. into town. Last one Purdue University. Mm-hmm. Well, Purdue's always been fond in my heart um, because I'm an alumnus from Purdue. And I remember when I was a kid, I grew up about 30 miles away uh, from Purdue University. and. I remember like when I was young, uh, in high school, um, Lee Rose was the coach before, and uh, we would go to the basketball games and always dreamt of going to Purdue and was happy that I went there and always felt Purdue had a special place in my heart, but um, it's especially special now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I just can't say enough positive things about a, at a, at a state university who um, took my son underneath their wing and took care of him before they knew who he was and um, did all kinds of things to make him feel welcome, make him feel loved, give him special provisions for classes, parking passes, um, and actually um, uh, because of uh, going back as a sophomore uh, and having a, a student loan um, and allowing him to come back as a sophomore because then they knew he was sick. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it, it, I, I just can't say mm-hmm. enough positive things about Purdue University. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think what you see now um, as being one of the top universities in the nation is, is really uh, due to a couple of things. One is, um, it's due to the character of the students that attend that university um, because those students are special people. They really are. They're, the culture is different at Purdue University versus other universities that, that we've been a part of. And then secondly, it, you know, it, it has a lot to do with Mitch's leadership. Yeah, from the top down, even co- coaches, all of it across the board from the top down. Um, and I didn't grow up in a Purdue family um, at all. I have my dad and brothers went to IU and I went to Ball State, but um, I am diehard Purdue fan now. <laughs> Nothing will ever change that. And of course, that, I mean the love that they've shown my son, and um, I, it's I just it's it's an elite school. It's um, their reputation is stellar. I just um, it's just it's just an amazing place. And I, I will say too that like a lot of uh, a lot of IU grads have now become Purdue fans because of Tyler's story and how they largely they contribute to how Purdue has treated mm-hmm. Tyler. Um, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of people that we know that went to IU and were IU people now are Purdue people because of they, got, they saw how they treated yeah. Tyler. And yeah. I, I think it just has a lot to do with the character of the university. Mm-hmm. Not just IU. I mean, across the board, we hear all the time, and it just is because of Purdue and how they handled Tyler's situation. And that, that just speaks volumes. It speaks for itself. Yeah. 
you said it often, Kelly, Tyler was an easy person to share with <laughs> us, and I, I personally thank you for sharing him with us, and I appreciate you guys sharing your time with me. Absolutely. I know uh, time is very valuable for you guys, so I appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for yeah, no, joining thanks. the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks for having us. Yeah.